0: Hi, welcome to Music Ray Gun. It's the podcast where every episode we pick a different music related theme and we watch YouTube videos about that theme and we talk about them. My name is Paul Campanelli, and as- alongside me, not as always, but for the second time, is
1: Katie Willard.
0: Yay! <laughs>
2: Kirk's uh, on vacation. He's on vacation. He's literally <laughs> on
0: vacation.
2: And so I get to come and be a part of it. Yeah,
0: I think we talked about... We didn't talk about this after we recorded. I think it's on the episode where you were our guest.
2: Yeah, you decided that I was going to cover when Kirk was out of town.
0: Well, specifically, okay, if anyone hasn't listened to, I think, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, uh, when Katie was our first guest, you picked a Harry Nilsson video to watch. And it came out that Kirk doesn't like Harry yeah, Nelson.
2: Yeah, hates Harry Nelson. Also hates Bob Seeger. which is... Yeah,
0: I think that dislike of Harry Nelson's a bigger sin.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah. It's fair.
0: But when you and I worked together, we discovered pretty early on that we both loved Harry Nelson. hmm And so knowing that, and knowing that Kirk was going to be on vacation with his family this week, we decided Hi, on the Anne. fly... Hi, Anne.
2: Anne's his wife, who's way cooler than he is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 it was true. But, uh, and, and cooler than I am. But that's also yeah. true. <laughs> but we decided that when he was gone, we you and I would do a Harry Nelson-themed episode. Because yes. it's worth doing. Totally. And Kirk would not be down for it. No,
2: he would be pouting the whole time.
0: Yeah. So that's what we're doing today. Yeah. It's going to be all Harry Nelson.
2: We're going to get real, uh, emotional. Yeah. Because Harry Nelson makes me emotional.
0: Yeah. Well, he's also very funny, so we'll have to. He's a weirdo. He's he's such a fucking weirdo. Um but the I mean we're not going to rewatch the video that we watched with you last time but that was Daybreak
2: from Son of Dracula which is a terrible
0: movie he made a with Coke. A
2: coke-fueled non-directed movie. It was literally somebody at a camera and everybody was like, "Well, let's do this." Yeah. And it's about a Dracula.
0: To be fair, it's not fueled only by Coke. Like you can't blame Coke alone for
2: Coke, ego. Certainly, a
0: lot of like cognac. True. Um, and probably Communist some, ego. probably acid, and maybe even heroin. Who knows? All of the drugs. All the drugs. Yeah.
2: The whole thing is drenched in coke sweat.
0: But yeah, but yeah, we're gonna go through his career. Uh, Harry Nilsson is my favorite male singer.
2: Wow. He's I, up there for me. Yeah. Top five. His
0: voice is unbelievable. Hmm. Um. So let's just start with we're actually not going to watch a video first we're just going to listen to a song because there is no video for it oh, but I feel oh. like I feel like Nilsen's one of those artists who a lot of people don't know that they know but they're familiar with a lot of his songs without knowing who he is. That
2: was my introduction to Harry Nelson there is a lot of there are a lot of like talking heads and Roxy music and Harry Nelson mm-hmm. which are three of my favorite musicians bands. Um I Didn't get into them later, until a little later, like, in adulthood. And I remember being at my job. I was a PA for an automotive marketing company, and I was, like, 23, 24. And I had, something had gotten me to one of his songs. Like, I don't know what it, what, I can't remember what song it was or whatever. But then on Spotify, I went... And just listened. I have a habit. If I like a musician, but I don't know a lot about them, I'll just listen to their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And then the songs that I like the most, I'll find out which album they come from, and then listen to that album. Because most of the time, if if they've had, if they have a large catalog that's gone through a lot of change, they've gone through a lot of changes mm-hmm. in their career. I will like that era of them.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I used to do that. It's a a really
2: good, nice way to get into a new artist. But so I listened to Harry Nelson's greatest hits, and I was like, how is he involved in all of these And so many different songs. Like, just different types. Um, Yeah, definitely, like, oh, he did that.
0: And (laughs) the irony is, like, he's such a great songwriter, but two of his biggest hits were songs written by By other other people. people. Yeah. I can tell you exactly how I got into him, which is, I feel like... If there are guys my age who are into Harry Nilsson, this is probably an entry point for a lot of them, which is the movie Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I had borrowed the soundtrack from the library where I was working in high school, and uh, there's at least one song by him on there. I think it's just one. There's not another one. But uh, we'll listen to that song later, but somehow I like expressed interest in that song, and it's on Nilsson Schmilsson, and my parents are like, well, we have that record on vinyl, <gasps> So, they, like, put on Nilsson Schmilson. And I, like, very quickly bought that CD for right. myself in high school. Listened to it a lot. Yeah. In fact, I had, like, you know, a little mini system, like, uh, yeah, little, speakers, little three thing, yeah. CD changer in my bedroom. And I would put Nilsson Schmilson in it and then, like, use it to set an alarm for the morning. Because the opening track on that is Gotta Get Up, which has, like, a very percussive oh, piano intro. That. How so, did
2: you set that... Was there like an there alarm was, There was a built-in, the there was thing. an alarm right.
0: functions. It would just play what was in there. So I would, like, that was my alarm for a while when I was in high school. See,
2: I made the mistake of doing that with Hold Me by Fleetwood Mac and yeah. now anytime I hear that because it's that...
0: But now does that song make you a little nauseated because you used it as an alarm? That's why I stopped using it. It was the
2: time when I was also in a very toxic relationship and I was waking up like super hungover a lot. And so like that, that to me is triggering. (laughs) Yeah. The Hold Me by Fleetwood Mac.
0: It's still, it's not as bad as it used to be, but now still when I hear Gotta Get Up, I get a little twinge of anxiety. (laughs) Oh, new day. Because I used it as an alarm. (sighs) So I don't do that with music anymore.
2: Yeah, it's bad nicer to have a plinky plonky nondescript apple or android yeah yeah. alarm tune
0: but to get into the music the first song we're gonna hear is was not a big hit for harry nelson Mm -hmm. but was a big hit for other artists especially three dog night it's the song one which people probably know is like one is the loneliest number Mm. um but it's a great example of like his early work and his voice uh and speaking of the alarm clock sound, the opening to this, he said was inspired when he was trying to call someone once and was getting a busy signal, signal. and that's when he started to, like, write the song. Yeah. So. And people know this song even if they don't know that it's Harry Nelson. And I still think his version is the best.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Because you don't need all the other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, the Three Dog Night version is really rock and roll, yeah. and it's much more, like, bombastic.
2: But this is a song about being fucking lonely. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, being,
2: and also being in a relationship and being isolated. Yeah. Like, it's not like, Frank a a Yeah, when you, you watch
0: know? the video of Three Dog Night performing it, they're all smiling. Like, and, so we're like, the kind of really and it's like, that's not what it's about. That was the thing that I think one of
2: the things I like so much about Harry Nelson is his
3: the underlying melancholy
2: do you know yeah. like that thing that you know is just always a part of has, no matter whether things are good or things are bad there's always that disconnect inside mm-hmm. and i think that is in all the songs like even
0: his happy songs always have some sort of sin cyn- like depression or cynicism to them and his sad songs always have like some jokes in them right yeah but the arrangement is very kind of simple. Harpsichord, right? Isn't that
2: that little plinky plonky thing?
0: That I'm goes? not sure. No, harpsichord is. Um, this is like electronic. Oh
2: really? Yeah. Because it sounds like H- that hop- plinky plonky. Uh, oh oh the,
0: yeah oh yeah yeah I was thinking you were. I'm hearing the busy signal sound.
2: Oh, no, not but yeah, but yeah, yeah,
0: there's, yeah, I know what you mean. The part, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible about picking out instruments in music. I like doing that. I like yeah.
2: finding, well, although I don't know if this is on the list, there's a song of his that has one of the best fucking bass lines, I think, in all of rock and
0: roll. Oh, is it uh, Jump of the Fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: So good. Like I will listen to that song and only be hearing the
0: baseline. Yeah, Jump Into the Fire is one of my favorites too. There wasn't great. There wasn't. There's no. There's no well, video, right. here's the thing about Harry Nilsson. This is the only non-video on the list. There's plenty of video footage of him, which is really strange considering he was big way before MTV mm-hmm. and he never toured. He didn't perform live ever. That voice. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, the the um yodel situations that happened in like 1941 and all those songs and the
0: way he like multi tracks and harmonizes with, with himself, himself on yeah. on so many of his songs.
2: Sorry, I interrupted you.
0: Uh, I forget what I was there's saying. There's a lot
2: of video of him. Oh
0: yeah, uh, yeah. He never performed live, so there's not even live footage. But he like even in the late 60s, he was making sort of music videos for TV right. spots and. Um, So there is a lot of stuff that he did, like projects of his own, where a lot of the stuff we're going to look at is pulled from.
2: I wonder why he didn't perform live.
0: He hated himself. He was shot. He was like, he was too scared to do it. Um, He just didn't, well, you know, there's, there's a documentary about him that we've both seen called, uh, who the the hell is Harry Nelson and and why is everyone talking about him? And, uh, you know, they interview his friends and family, and some people say he just was too terrified to do it and just right. was like had too much self-loathing to put himself out there, which I certainly understand. Mm-hmm. But then other people were just like, no, he was just like, Bucky, he was just like, well, I shouldn't have to do Probably it, and I just don't want to. And I'm sure it's a mix that, of both.
2: That attitude comes from a deep underlying fear of having to be in front of yes, people. Yes, I
0: know personally that cop taking the attitude of like, well, I don't want to do it, and so I shouldn't have to. And I'm going to prove that you can be a successful musician without touring yeah, a Yeah, you job. understand. understand that, that all comes from I'm too scared to do it.
2: I, you <laughs> know, what? I it's always really interesting to hear about that about musicians who are who do have that sort of fear. I think specifically of Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Mm-hmm. When they started touring, he would face the back and yeah. sing Jim Morrison did to that at first too. Cuz yeah. he just was like not Cause they blew up so big. Yeah. And they w- started playing like huge, huge crowds and he just couldn't deal and then I remember the last time I saw them in concert he was wearing a sparkly gold suit yeah, and he was like up on the fucking speakers <laughs> like in the audience. Yeah, like, just he just needed time to get, it, to get it. into was it. like, cool, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. proud of you for getting over your fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Flowers.
0: Alright, so the next clip is, is another one of the songs that people certainly... I think will recognize mm-hmm. even if they don't know that it's Harry Nelson because right. this is one of his biggest hits, and we're gonna watch a, the clip from the movie it's famous for being in. Um, although it wasn't written for the movie, they asked him to write a song for the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wrote, I guess, "The Lord Must Be in New York City." Yes, which for is the movie, my favorite. Which sounds very similar to this. This bing, is everybody's bing, talking bing, 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 from bing, Midnight
3: Cover. bing <laughs>
0: Uh, also I learned from that documentary that they asked Bob Dylan to write a song for the movie too. He wrote Lay Lady Lay for Midnight Cowboy and they didn't use it.
2: Re- See, I gotta rewatch the doc again because it yeah. has been like two years since I've <laughs> seen it. I remember watching it though and being very like, well, cause what had happened is I had done my Talking Heads spank show, mm-hmm. um, and my stage manager, D- Jillian Dunn, who's great and oh, yeah, she, I'm, she's I'm, like got me, she's music wise we're like spirit sisters yeah
0: you know that she and I are really good friends right we were on an improv that. team together Aww, yeah I love, I love Jillian it.
2: shout out to Jillian Dunn yes um but Jillian she was like I'm just I'm so excited for you to get into your Harry Nelson face is what she said yeah and then so right after the show closed I think I knew that the Harry Nelson doc was on Netflix at the time so I watched it and I remember watching it and then afterwards just like sitting very quietly for a while and just being like Ooh,
0: <laughs> I got to process a lot
2: of stuff about like being an artist and fear and like alcoholism yeah. and like depression. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's oh boy.
0: <laughs> well, Jillian and I have been talking about getting together for like an album listening party with her husband Damien. Mm-hmm. So you should get in on that, and we'll just listen to Harry Nilsson records. Send me
3: an invite.
0: Yeah, but me. let's just watch the clip from Midnight Cowboy where they play. I mean, they play the song a few times throughout yeah. it. But this has the famous shot that, again, I feel like people know, if only from pop culture references where he's walking down the street right. in New York, like, in a sea of people.
2: Right. Um, the tall John Boyd. Yeah. The
0: young John Boyd. Yeah. As uh, Joe window? Buck. I'm not sure. I, I saw this movie a while ago. I've still
2: never seen the night That
0: shot's so famous.
2: Look at how happy he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. But this is one of the songs that Harry Nilsson did not write. Right. It's a Fred Neal song. He's
2: just so excited to eventually be estranged by it from his
0: daughter. <laughs> I thought you meant the character's I mean, who knows? No, the they character's excited you. to be a male prostitute in New York City. That's what the movie's about.
2: I know that. i know bad that much.
0: <laughs> I was—I just wanted to make sure you didn't think I was spoiling what ends up happening to it. Oh
2: my God! If anybody said spoilers on a movie that came out this long ago, i to will
0: <laughs> punch him in the face. In cowboy spoilers. He's a man. <laughs> is he just following them and
2: hoping that? Yeah. He's that's the, the thing—is he's—he's
0: really bad at. <laughs> He wants that he moves from Texas to New York to be a gigolo, and he's terrible at it. I love
4: that
2: he's really bad at it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the day they were shooting the video for "Just" by Radiohead. I love that song
2: Is that guy just a drunk who's asleep, or somebody who's dead?
0: I don't or think bone. he's. I don't think he's dead, but maybe it's, I think it's supposed to be a question like, "Wow, in New York City." Just Nobody don't, cares. Is. <laughs> Big Barton, man. Ah! I'm new here
4: in
0: town, Justin from Texas, you know, and
2: I'm looking for the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Oh, but he's, he's magical and he's really bad at
0: yeah. it. I just love that 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 song is for some people like the main Harry Nelson song they know. it sounds very country because it's a country song right but he's not a country artist
2: no but the folk I mean the folk country crossover is yeah. one that's pretty pretty easy to make uh, this do you listen to Fly the Concords ever? mhm you don't have to be a prostitute <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> no
1: it's just what this
2: made me think of because Jermaine, I... Jermaine is such a bad prostitute and they're like this song is essentially just like do you have any other skills? Like, typing? Like, you don't have to be a <laughs> right, prostitute. That's, yeah, like, yeah. the last thing that you have to do.
0: I would bet you, you can find on YouTube someone mashed up Midnight Cowboy clips with that song by Flight of the Concords. And
2: It's, like, in a, it's a very, like, reggae yeah. beat. And, oh,
0: <laughs>
2: um, that would be beautiful. Come on, get on an internet. Uh-huh. Make that edit.
0: One of the other big songs that we're not going to listen to uh, that was, I think, technically, his biggest hit is uh, Without You. And from is the, like the only Nilsson song I don't like because it's a little too dramatic for me. See, but that's I love, that's, I love
2: that's big sweeping. Yeah, in moderation, but it's always fun.
0: But that's the other big hit of his that he didn't write. That's a Badfinger song.
2: I didn't know that.
0: Yep. <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I always I said it last time that video from that idol that um, I don't know what country it is. What what country was it? Might have been the Philippines, although I'm not sure it's the, whatever their version of uh, American Idol is mm-hmm. and some woman came in and said I'm going to sing Ken Lee and they yeah. were like Ken Lee? like because the, the judges were you know confused mm-hmm. and then she was like Ken, by you mean Can't Live by Harry Nelson? oh yeah and then she just essentially had learned the song Sang- phonetically, it phonetically yeah. and it's the most beautiful thing I love um, it I don't know like she and she just she did a really good job yeah. <laughs> but they were like that's not what the lyrics are <laughs> but you know high five Kenley without you, boo dee boo doubt you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. Okay, another song that I think people know, even if a they don't know is Harry Nilsson, and b don't know is a TV theme song.
1: Hmm.
0: You don't if, when you when you see the the courtship of Eddie's father theme song, you don't know no. what this refers to. You will when you hear it. Okay. I promise you. Okay.
2: He let me tell you about my best friend He's a warm-hearted person who loved me mm. till the end Bill Bixby Did you know that
0: this song was Harry Nelson?
2: I knew this I knew it was you Harry Nilsson You didn't know Nelson, it was a TV, good. TV Is that just a styrofoam pool float?
0: Oh, I didn't notice I was looking at you, not the screen. Aw yeah.
2: Yeah, I knew this song, but I don't The TV show, I do not
0: know Yeah, it was based on a movie uh, From the 60s, and it was just about a, Like a widower and his kid Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Oh. Brandon Cruz was later the pitcher for the Yankees In the movie The Bad News Bears Oh You know where Vic Morrow smacks him? Yeah Yeah. It's, he was uh, Eddie Which Eddie's mother
3: That's so cool.
0: So, uh, so the interesting thing about that is, well, first I think it's interesting because famously one of Nilsson's psychoses comes from his
2: all the shit with his dad. He
0: had huge daddy issues because his dad. Yeah, nineteen forty-one is like yeah, the
2: whole thing about the repetition of abuse and like yeah, and he called it he called it before it happened, which is what I love about that song is that. 1941 is about his dad leaving him when and his mom when he was like three when he was young and yeah. then the son grows up and goes to the circus or whatever and finds a woman and he loves her and then they have a baby and then he leaves the mm-hmm. woman when the baby's like three yeah. and that and that actually happened in real life yes
0: with his first wife. with his and, first wife and, yeah, yeah. yeah and then
2: he went on to have a million children with the second wife and yeah he was with her until the, he died yeah but.
0: which he also shares in common with one of his best friends john lennon yes um and I I would imagine they that's why they were friends on in we a We got daddy
2: issues high five and screaming <laughs> in yes. his microphone. Yeah.
0: Like he was the Beatles loved Harry Nelson. Right. Um but he was particularly good friends with John and Ringo, as mm-hmm. you know. Um But from watching that documentary, you know, people are like he was he was like good time buddies with Ringo. Like they would just get together and have not not necessarily good, clean fun, but it was
2: cleaner, not so dark. Yeah, it was not
0: as dark as it was when he was hanging around with John. <laughs>
2: yeah, I well, it was like between Billy. It was like the fifth and sixth Beatles were Billy Preston and Harry Nelson. Yeah. like you know what I mean. Like the, the people who hung out with them the most, but yeah. weren't necessarily members yeah. of so the band.
0: <laughs> but um, I think I think Harry Nelson probably. Um, Drove John to be indulgent more than vice versa. I would guess yeah. that Nelson was more the pot- party animal.
2: Um. Well, it strikes me as John Lennon would be more likely to get dark alone.
0: Yeah. So, but like when they like, go out carousing, I feel like
2: that's Harry. Lennon, Lennon was the like, gas and on. Harry
0: was the match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Come on, let's do it. And but the the other crazy.
0: The other interesting thing about that theme song is, it's. Original theme song for the TV show, but the music is a Harry Nilsson song with just different lyrics on top of it. So the music from People Let Me Tell You About My Best Friend, the track is Harry Nilsson's song Daddy's Song from one of his albums, and he just wrote new happy lyrics about...
2: As opposed to the really sad ones,
0: which then? is which the actual song is a song about a, a son's relationship with his father. That's not
2: good. But it's
0: more along the lines of Harry's relationship with his father.
2: I gotta listen to that because so, I only know the people. Let me tell you about my best friend. Yeah, yeah.
0: we're uh, we're not gonna actually listen to Nilsson's version. The music is the exact same, right. different lyrics, but there is um,
2: in head. Do you yeah. know why they called this movie Head?
0: Hold on a minute. Why did they call it Head?
2: Okay, they called it Head specifically so that when they made a sequel, uh, they could say from the people that gave you Head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yay! Anyway, wh- what we're talking about <laughs> is the
0: the Monkeys movie, like, you know, the band, the Monkees, they had their TV show, Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. They also
2: they, had a crazy movie. Oh, right. Crazy, crazy.
0: They made a movie in the late 60s called Head, mm-hmm. and this is a clip from it where Davy Jones sings and dances to Harry Nilsson's daddy song which you'll be you'll be able to like it's a different track obviously but But you'll you'll kind of hear it it sounds like that theme song from the portrait of Daddy's father and there's an interesting cameo in it because he has a dancing partner and I want to see if you can recognize who she is I
2: just watched the Brady Bunch movie where Davy Jones has a cameo I've never seen it (gasps) it's on Hulu you should watch it it's very good okay it's a really good satire like not satire it's I don't know how to explain it.
0: It's kind of like when they do the the real live Brady Bunch in the early '90s. It's, like
2: it's very well written. Yeah. Um, and very funny, and the jokes are really good. Yeah. Like they work within the format really well. Um, it reminds me in terms of density of jokes. It reminds me of like Adam's Family. Adam's Family.
0: Values. Yeah, that's what I was going to make that comparison. Yeah.
2: Which I also watched yesterday.
0: There's another interesting element to uh, this video. that I Yeah, it's well, very yeah. silly. But if you listen to the lyrics, it starts fine, but then it gets dark. Okay, I just want to pause it for a second.
2: Davy uh, Jones looks like Austin Powers.
0: That's Yes, that is the element I was wondering if you were going to pick up on. So much so that I wonder if this scene from Head was the direct influence on yeah. Austin Powers' costume. It's a red
2: crushed velvet, I mean a blue crushed velvet suit, a white ruffly cravat. And the cuffs are. Cuffs.
0: It is exactly it, when you see his shoes, it's exactly Austin Powers.
2: Interesting.
0: So, I don't know if like this exact sort of outfit was worn a lot in the late sixties, or if it's, if it he was directly when inspired by like this. That. I think it must be directly inspired. Right. I love <laughs> Davy, I love. Oh my that god! That is Austin Powers.
2: <laughs> yeah, except got the tails.
0: Yeah. Is Davy your favorite?
2: I really always really like uh, Mickey Dolan's, but I love David Jones's voice. Yeah. Maybe. Also, he's got a good good control of his body to dance. Mm-hmm. Also, very adorable, tiny little man. I saw him in this music video. You think he should be in like Looney
0: or some like that? You know? I've never seen head. I I'm, I I'd understand that it's it. like psychedelic and very acidy. Um, but so this I think is supposed to be kind of a tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Do you know who that woman is? She choreographed the entire movie. I can't
4: see She's her a very thing. famous choreographer.
2: is that
0: Tony Basil? That is Tony Basil. Ah! That is oh, a young, so 20-something Tony Basil. She choreographed this whole thing. Holy
2: crap. That's so cool. Right.
0: And of course you know that she choreographed those Talking Heads videos.
2: Which ones? Did you not know that? Which videos?
0: Cross-Eyed and Painless and Once in a Lifetime.
2: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, you know how they have I don't those... know
2: a lot. <laughs> there's a lot I don't know, Sorry. Paul.
0: But think about how those videos kind of look like the video for Mickey with just like the white background. Right. That almost sort of looks like this, too. Like she yeah, clearly, the black and white. Her she's aesthetic like, let's not have other stuff. Place. Like, right. let's
2: just dance. Yeah. It's just about the people.
0: Like, this isn't... This is... There's some black background, but that, that plain aesthetic where she's just putting dancing in front of... A uh, neutral background is already here. Man,
2: Tony Basil's the best.
0: She is the best. Yeah, I and we we watched about
2: that that alphabet video or the alphabet video in the grocery store. Mm-hmm, that was
0: on the second episode of the music Ray Gun. Oh man! So I'm glad we were able to have Tony Basil back. again on the, on the Harry Nilsson episode. Let's see if
2: we can get her in in every episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: Okay, so the song I was talking about earlier that I for like first got into Harry with was Coconut. If people have figured out for I know people for...
2: hate that song. Dude, who hates
0: that song? People do.
2: They always have a but shitty attitude Kirk. about it. I love well, I was introduced to Coconut from Practical Magic, okay. uh, which I think at first I was like, this is a great song yeah. because of that. And then I listened to it and I was like, I love when people do voices in songs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but like, I like that when you're playing different characters. Well, the
0: the, the guy who um, produced Nelson Schmilson, whose name escapes me right now, Richard something, was talking about how he, like, when Nilsson was recording it, he was like, this weird song would, like... He could imagine it as a cartoon. He's like, right. I imagined, like, animation going with this song.
2: Right, so let's have so, different characters. Yeah,
0: so he suggested to Nelson, like, why don't you do different voices for the cast of characters? And
2: Nelson did a line and said, fuck yeah!
0: <laughs> yes, he did. Huh? And drank half a bottle of cognac. Yeah!
2: Um,
0: but also to set up this clip, in the early 70s, because Nelson didn't tour and he didn't perform live... hmm he did agree to do a special for the BBC. Right. Right? Which, have you seen the whole thing? It's on YouTube. And no, people watch I've seen the parts of
2: it. I saw the one where he, like, harmonizes with themselves and they do those super high-tech at the time, mm-hmm. like, composites like where he's, like, in the scene with himself. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I haven't seen the whole thing.
0: Well, they asked him to do it and originally He was like, no, because I don't want to perform for an audience. And they were like, it's TV. You don't have to have an audience. You can do whatever you want. So he does... You know, he performs his songs in a studio and he does a lot of, like, that trick of harmonizing with himself and having the split screen so there are three Aries. Right. And for Coconut, he did a very strange sort of... not, you know, a music video for it as part of this special. And we're going to watch that.
1: I'm so excited.
0: And it's real weird and I, I can't explain it any more than I can explain why Quentin Tarantino used the song over the closing credits of Reservoir. Like, there's all this violence in action and then this song um, God if I could ask Quentin Tarantino any single question it would be like I mean, why maybe coconut it's,
2: maybe it's a thing of because it's like so like everything's okay yeah. like all you do is just do this thing like these people even all the all the violence and all the crap they're still like you know like living their lives yeah. I guess. like yeah. I don't know like maybe it is the juxtaposition of like
0: it's just unusual yeah. sort of jarring and that's what he wants but this video is also unusual and sort of jarring
2: Yay. Oh, yeah, he's dressed up like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, there's... Right? Yeah.
0: And it's also a different track than the Nilsson Schmilsson version. Right. But it sounds similar.
2: All right, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> coconut, from
4: the
2: Two gorillas wearing bowlers, yeah. one at a guitar, the other one at a piano, in front of a very nice island scape.
0: Yes, and as always, I encourage anyone listening to go to slash playlists, where we'll have all those videos to watch, and this one has to be seen.
4: <laughs> the two gorillas
2: are now singing to each other. <laughs> Does one of them have a cigarette
0: in their mouth? Uh, I didn't notice. I'll look when they come back on screen. Now we've got Now we're being some treated old, to, like, like, stock footage of... Hawaii,
2: cheer- like, uh, yeah. Hula dancers. Some,
0: I was gonna say cheerleaders, but... They're not I think quite it's, like, hula
2: it's, poly- it's like Polynesian yeah. dance with it. Oh, there's more gorillas. This one has a, gorilla, yeah. this one has a spoon? <laughs> a wooden spoon? Oh, that he's hitting on a coconut. I get it now. Mm. They're all wearing bowlers. It's but not like, the hat you wear in in the islands. Also, this guy is not hitting the spoon on the coconut at all. I don't know on if me. the video's
0: not in sync or if it's just weird. Because it is weird. Like, what does a British audience think in 1971 when they turn on their TV and they're I, watching? Them?
2: I do not. I you know what makes me happy? What? This music video has over five million views. Yeah. Five and a half million views mm-hmm. on YouTube. That makes me happy.
0: People like this song. This is I would put this in the category of songs people know the song even if they don't know Harry Nelson. Yeah.
2: I gotta say I really appreciate also that Mungo Jerry in the summertime is in the related <laughs> yeah. related uh, videos. videos. Yeah.
4: She called doc, her, say, Data. <laughs> Data. He's just weird. He
0: sings these beautiful Data. ballads, but he's also Data. such a weirdo. Yeah. And he'll write songs like this. And, but, and he has the most beautiful voice. Yeah, angel voice. Even on this weird song, his voice is so clear.
2: After, after
0: this, I'll have to show you
2: the scene in Practical Magic. Yeah, I do. Have you ever
0: seen Practical Magic? I don't even quite. Is it, is it, who's in that? Like, it's Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock and, and uh,
2: Nicole Kidman. And yeah. then also Diane Wiest and uh, Stalker Channing. I always like
0: Diane Weiss. It's Starter. a really
2: great, like, not a rom com. It's very, like, female driven Is it late 90s? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mid late 90s. I vaguely remember it.
2: Magic involved. <laughs> and they use coconut? Yeah, while well, they're making margaritas. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's no payoff or punchline to this. No. It's just. Uh, it's
2: literally just a single shot on either them or that stock footage
1: of like
2: Polynesian dancers. Yeah.
1: Call me in the morning, I'll tell you what to do.
0: But, I mean, this...
2: What doctor says, put the lime in the coconut? Does he mean squirt it in the coconut and just drink it? Or, like, eat the co- I don't know. What is this medical it's advice? It's not a
0: thing. And then on on Nelson Schmilson, I think this is the first track on Side B. Mm-hmm. And then right after this, if I remember right, is Jump into the Fire. Which could not be... It should not be any different.
2: <laughs> any more different. That
0: song... I mean, that whole album is so... It's consistent in quality. Yeah, but it's just not consistent in every song is so different from the... Yeah. Ooh. But the guy could just do everything.
2: The monkey dropped the coconut and then the coconut bounced back into his hand. So
0: So that's that. So odd. Yeah. So
2: odd. Yeah. Watch Practical Magic, everybody. It's good.
0: (laughs) Take care. That's the
2: takeaway from this episode. Watch Practical
0: Magic. Well, you also... I had never seen until a few months ago, uh, You've Got Mail. So good. Which you got me to watch, and I actually enjoyed Oh, good, it. you did watch it? I watched it with you. In in this room. Holy
2: fuck, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've seen you Got Mail so many times. There was a period of my life where we watched it. My mom and I watched it every night for like yeah. two months. Literally just got, went upstairs, popped it in, and would watch it. Yeah. So apologies. No, that's all. not a
0: bad idea. I thought
2: you had watched it after we... I no, you
0: came game. over we watched it, but that... Uh, I was also delighted to find that that movie has like Severy. Sev, Severy? It has Severy. Uh-huh. Has several Harry Nilsson songs Thank you. on the soundtrack.
2: Um, well, yeah, I mean, I briefly talked about this oh. last time when we talked about Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that in the like early mid 90s, he got like totally screwed over by his money manager mm-hmm. and like he was broke and trying to support his family. And so he like opened up his catalog. Um, and went, like, from uh, movie studio to movie studio. Studio essentially, like, shilling his music. Being, yeah. like, you know, taking meetings with people. And that is why I think there's such a huge resurgence of his music in 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got male, like, Reservoir Dogs. What was the other one? There was, like, a third one that we t- talked about.
0: Practical Magic.
2: Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but that because he had, like, was so broken needed... Well, money. jump
0: into the fires famously in *Goodfellas*. Goodfellas. Yeah. I wonder if that it was part of his money problems because I don't know. I know that it w- he was still kind of broke when he died in 1994. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, everybody: uh, Harry Nelson died in 1994. Yeah. Um, so I don't know his like his like you said his business manager like embezzled all, all his, his money. money. Yeah, I don't know when that happened because *Goodfellas* is 1990, so it could be, but I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I mean it might be a thing of like, oh, uh, Martin Scorsese asked for the song, and then yeah. he realized he could make money doing that, and yeah, then maybe yeah. that was like, ah, yes, I am. I have no money anymore. <laughs> yeah, I right. can still make money with my music by doing this.
0: Yeah, because in the eighties he wasn't sure. doing anything except for basically Cooking. lobbying for not lobbying for gun, gun control, control right because he was so devastated by John John's death. death. Yeah,
2: which I I always thought that was really an interesting point in the documentary that they talk about is. That oh, we were talking about the effect of the anxiety, right? That mm-hmm. the the fuck you, I'm not going to perform live is actually a an effect of this like crippling social anxiety, mm-hmm. I'm leaning really hard into it. And somebody in the doc had talked about the f- the fear of his growing and changing music career pushing him to. Not that he didn't care about John Lennon's death, truthfully, but, like, Mm -hmm. that he threw himself so hard into that so that he wouldn't have to focus on, like...
0: The fact that his career was on a downturn?
2: Or, like, having to do the work to, like, continue his career. Yeah. Or to face the fact that his career wasn't the same and that he would have to, like, shift and change. Yeah. Which I can identify with, like, that thing of... I'm gonna lean really hard into something so that I don't have to pay attention to the other thing. Yeah, and because it was so starkly, like all of a sudden, that was like, all what he was about, and he wasn't making me really making music anymore. Yeah, he
0: didn't do almost anything in the '80s musically. Right. Yeah.
2: So, which I don't doubt that he was devastated by the death of his best friend. Like, but right, but he- also
0: use it as an excuse to not create. avoid the thing you don't want to think about. Right. Yeah.
2: That was interesting.
0: Uh, the next clip is a cover. We're going to hear someone else sing. This is a song called Open Your Window, which is on the album Harry. You know, the one where it's just a picture of him as a boy on it. This is one of my favorite songs of his. It's really pretty, but one of the greatest singers of all time covered it. Uh, which is sort of an unexpected cover and I was
2: like wow when did this happen
0: yeah this is Ella Fitzgerald did she
2: ask to do it or like did they have a convo I don't
0: know it was only a year or two after the album came out so this seems to be a TV performance but I don't know where it's from
2: well I think about that Aww.
4: I mean
0: she was the best
2: Wow. This is so good, and I'm so mad at whoever uploaded this for giving it such a shitty title so no one can find it. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the... just titled Ella Fitzgerald. That's
0: well, the, it. the description is open your window. <laughs> I actually only found this because there's another clip of the same performance with a lot more views, but... It's a much lower quality
2: Right Yeah this is really surprisingly Clear
0: Yeah But it's a a, What? Oh yeah yeah
2: I'm gonna cry so hard I just saw what was on the Coming up on the playlist
0: uh, (laughs) We'll get to that later
2: you know, this makes me think. Well, I—I I, this is what I love about music is the fact that like I think about the Arcade Fire and David Bowie. Like David Bowie heard the Arcade Fire and was like, "I love these guys." Like mm-hmm. sang with them. Like they, when they were still, it was like Funeral, like the beginnings of Funeral. Yeah. And like got up, like wanted to sing with them on stage, and like bought all of their records from like a CD, like from a store, so that he could give them to his friends to listen to. Yeah. Arcade Fire. Like, yeah. I love when that happens. Nelson is just one of those
0: artists... Like, Tom Waits, like, just gets covered by everybody on all different genres. Right. Because he's just, like, a songwriter-songwriter. But this is a pretty faithful cover. Like, this sounds like the version... Right, yeah, on except Nelson she's the album, singing it, yeah. Yeah. But it's not like his voice sucks. Like, yeah. he's a great singer, and it's a jazzy sort of song. I,
2: sometimes I do have a problem with covers being pretty much just
0: karaoke.
2: Yeah. I do have, I I, sometimes I'm like, well if you're gonna put all this effort into covering it, like do it differently. But, Ella Fitzgerald's voice is
0: so iconic. Yeah, but I
2: don't agree with (laughs) my own opinion in the case of this. (laughs)
0: That's right.
2: Well that's why I like AV Club Undercover or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, because it's like, you see, they might be Giants cover Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah. You know, where you're like, they really make it into something that Charlie XCX did some Backstreet Boys
0: song. Yeah, I've seen them all. They're they're hit and miss. Those yeah, those things.
2: because obviously you get screwed if you're but, near the end of the list and you have to yeah. just pick one.
0: But there are a few of them where I like them even better than the, the originals. originals yeah. yeah. But that's just a great oh, clip with yeah, Ella Fitzgerald being who she is, oh. doing a Harry Nilsson song.
2: Oh, I love that. Any comments? I always this get is
0: not no, no, but only because this. This clip, because it's so terribly titled, doesn't get seen on YouTube a lot.
2: Google, and or not Google, YouTube search Ella Fitzgerald, open your window, and see if yeah. it comes up. Hopefully it will. There are other, like I
0: said, there are other... Versions of it, ...uploads yeah. of it that are just less, the video quality is not as good.
2: Right.
0: So how familiar are you with The Point?
2: That's the, like, the cartoon... Yes. ...the, the animated thing he did with his music. I, I've right. never seen it, but I know about okay. it.
0: Okay, so I did watch it a lot when I was a kid. I remember borrowing the... VHS from I Feel from the like library. that's how
2: a lot of people know Harry Nelson. Too. Yeah, of like a certain dif- seen, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The what they it was an album first, mm-hmm. like a concept album.
2: Is that Good Old Desk isn't? No, that's
0: now? on like his first one or two albums. Mm. But the point is like a fable about a little boy who's born in a world where everyone has a pointed head and he is born with a round head and mm-hmm. is like ostracized because he doesn't have a point. And Harry Nelson like basically said, like, yeah, I was on acid and I noticed that like all the trees had a point and there are lots, everything has a point, And anything that doesn't have a point is pointless. So the, the the point is a children's story, but it's filled with puns about like things having a point and whether or not that's important. Amazing. And yes, uh, Look, it was the late, late 60s, <laughs> well, early yeah, 70s, involved. a lot of children's uh, content was acid-fueled. Fair. It's, it's
2: fair. I mean,
0: the point is, is very reminiscent to me of uh, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Um, but I used to borrow from the library in the 80s and, and watch it. But it was originally like an ABC TV movie of the week, the animated special. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original narrator was Dustin Hoffman. But in his contract, he was like, you can only use... You can only broadcast it once with my vocal performance. If you want to show it again, you have to get it re-recorded. <sighs> and then they got someone who I don't remember who wasn't famous to re-record it for subsequent airings. And then when they released it on video, Ringo re-recorded the narration. Yeah, Ringo! And then in the 90s, for some reason, they re-recorded it again and Alan Thicke did it. So it's Resting only... Please. Yeah, they didn't remake it. It's always the same animated special, but a few different... Uh, people have done the, the voiceover narration which is interesting yeah. but we're just going to watch a clip that's just one of the songs which is a great song I love called Think About Your Troubles okay. and it's a little bit acid-y itself but it's a cool video appropriate for children even on network TV 40 something years ago that's Oblio and his dog Aaron People probably know the song Me and My Arrow from The Point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Straighter than that. Mm-hmm. Does he wear the hat so people don't know his yep. head is in he room? has to wear a or pointed point.
0: hat so people don't know he has no point. You
2: can take your teardrops and drop in
4: a teacup. All right. Take them down to the riverside and throw them over these sides <laughs> to be swept up by current.
0: It's all like painted animation. It's really cool looking. I loved this so much when I was a kid.
2: I know this song. Do you know the song? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's
2: a dead whale decomposing. Yeah. Sinks to the bottom of the ocean.
0: It's all like watercolors. weird song for, for a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. He's
2: talking now about how bodies decompose, which mm-hmm. I love. You gotta learn
0: it. You gotta animate it, too. I mean, this song doesn't contribute much to the storyline. Right. So it stands, it stands alone pretty well. But, That seems to me very Yellow Submarine. Yeah.
2: Tears just went into a machine and came out the other side in a faucet. Into a tea kettle. And then I guess they're going to go back into the tea where he was sitting there. (laughs) God, his voice is so amazing. Yeah. His dog is very cute.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Arrow's very pointy. It. I
1: love that. Just
0: sort of a psychedelic part of the movie where nothing really happens, but it illustrates that song, which is a really good one. I know that you know this next clip. Mm-hmm. This is from the album Son of Schmilson, which was the mm-hmm. came after Nilsson Schmilson. And Harry was famously sort of difficult in making this one.
2: I love this story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He wanted to do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, and he was too drunk and belligerent to hear any different. Yep. And he really wanted this next song to be the single, to be the sing the lead single off the album. And it could have been in the sense it, that, like, it, it sounds like a hint, but, but if it, it didn't, didn't
2: lyrically say yeah, what it said, yeah. uh,
0: when the chorus of your song is "fuck you." Mm-hmm. That that couldn't be the single now, let alone 1972 or whatever.
2: I actually first heard this song. I don't watch girls. I don't like girls. Yeah. I don't like that show. But like I, some there was some think piece about like, oh this interesting or like it's a, maybe it came up in my Google or in my YouTube uh, rec- recommended videos. But there was a scene yeah. in Girls where they're dancing to the song to
0: "You're Breaking My Heart" by yeah. Harry Nelson.
2: Yeah,
0: it's great. Um, yeah, so the, he filmed a lot of the recording sessions for this album so there's a good sort of makeshift music video for this song right so that's what we're gonna watch yay the video for you breaking my heart
2: oh he did a really sassy cute wink fuck you
0: yeah
2: <laughs> i like sad boy songs like mopey sad voice songs of like it's all your fault.
0: Yeah. And he came um, by it honestly because he was getting divorced while like, he was making this album.
2: Because it's just like such whiny voice b- sad songs. I also think of although this is more tongue in cheek of Can't Stand Losing You by The Police mm-hmm. is also like I'm gonna kill myself and it's gonna be all your fault <laughs> and like unrequited to the nth degree by Loud and yeah. right? Yeah. It's the same thing.
0: Like don't you feel bad? Like
2: feel bad that I'm feel so guilty? sad.
0: Yeah, what But what, what I did. love about
2: this is it's not tongue in cheek. Like you you about my life, but yeah. I love you.
0: That's what he says in an interview about it. He's like, well, what are you going to say? Like, you're breaking my heart. You're tearing it apart. Darn it. Like, it's not the, yeah. That's not how you feel. He's
2: jamming in a top hat. It's great. Yeah. There's a giant saxophone.
0: And it is a great song. It could have been a hit single. Insane,
2: there's no one to blame, so fuck you. <laughs> He was, a, he was cute. He was a cute dude. Yeah, but this if is also... this he so is, messed up.
0: When his drinking started to take hold. Right. And, uh... He's starting to not look great. <laughs> I mean, I love that I'm still
2: like, Ew, he's so dreamy. Look at all this... He has a cigarette dangling from yeah, his mouth but and that specifically eight beers like, on his piano.
0: Yeah, he's pretty scruffy. Yeah. I mean, the cover of Nilsson Schmilson, he's in this ratty-ass bathrobe and he's holding a hash pipe. <laughs> with, like, standing in front of his refrigerator. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's. Att- I think he's attractive right there. Yeah. Although he is wearing a fedora, that's a no-no.
0: It didn't. It had a different connotation then. It true. Not not it's not like right. he's a men's rights activist or a gamer gamer. I
2: don't know. <laughs> Part of listening to how he talks-, talks and went about his relations with women, something tells me that he, perchance, chance, <laughs> is that he's just smoking a fucking joint.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He looks like. Actually, if anybody here also watches wrestling, he looks like Dean Ambrose.
0: I don't get that reference, but I'll take your word for it. I will you. find a photo.
2: <laughs> it's actually a little uncanny, to be
1: honest.
2: <laughs> Dean Ambrose There's wrestled.
0: Ringo.
2: Aw. Last week, Dean Ambrose wrestled in... Uh, in a bear costume.
0: This is right around the time of... I can see that. They're way. also
2: kind of similar in, like, they're very, like, loopy, like, mm-hmm. weird dude thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, God. When he turns to the camera and kisses, it's weirdly adorable, and I don't know how I feel about it. Son of Schmilson!
0: Which I guess came Must have come right after Son yeah. of Dracula Because the cover of Son of Schmilson is him As a Dracula In his, in his a Dracula kid. costume uh, Very weird album But yeah. very worth it We're gonna watch another clip From Son of Schmilson This Yay. one's even weirder less Even less of a single In its own way I'm excited But this is uh, From the same sessions The video for I'd rather be dead
2: I actually think This might be a song That I have not heard
0: Maybe not, but he has a chorus of senior citizens join him for this one. God
2: bless. All right, let's see.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a, a conductor hat. Like a marching band conductor. Marching a conductor hat made of paper. <laughs> yeah, okay, so at this point in his career, he's really hopped off that deep end.
0: Yeah, he's just being weird. Like, he's being deliberately non commercial. Right. And he has a bunch of uh, senior citizens in funny hats singing a song about. This is the only lyric to the song. It's just this. Yeah. I like that he's still holding up a lyrics
2: page. I mean, and he still very, has the Nelson, most beautiful yeah. voice. But like the look on his face is like almost defiant, yeah. like fuck with me, I dare you. <laughs> this is what I'm doing yeah. now. Uh,
0: yeah, release this RCA. Like,
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm all for being like for artistic integrity and doing what you think is right, but there's something that really annoys me about like purposefully trying to fuck like piss off your record label. You know, like the, sometimes I me, think it's like self sabotaging more than being like. A, do you know what I mean?
0: I do, but I think in this case there's.
2: To me, there's a a
0: darkness underneath it where he's getting divorced, he's in a really bad place, and I think he's just like, fuck it, like, who cares? Right. I was just saying, in general, when people, like,
2: do things to specifically, like, be shitty, like Neil Young with
0: Geffen when he recorded those. When his. When David Geffen sued him for making records that are non representative of Neil Young.
2: But I am Neil Young! Yes. I just I think that's interesting. Sometimes I think it's used as a method of self sabotage. Like yeah. they do it as like we we're saying, doing one thing to cover up another.
0: thing. With like... But it's not like the whole album is like unlistenable no, garbage no, no. either. It's just
2: this is just making me think of it's that. It's self
0: indulgent for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, everyone in this video is dead now. Oh. Because it's all just people Very who were in their 60s or 70s then. Plus Harry Nelson. These
2: are all British people, (laughs) right? They look British. They're all British old
0: people. (laughs) Oh, that's his producer, the guy who. So he's still alive. Okay. So (laughs) I lied before. It almost sounds like a Raffi song. Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> Down by the sea. Yeah, right. Where the watermelons
0: go. Have you listened to Raffi lately? Not like,
2: lately. Just listening yeah. to his music. Yeah. I listened to it once when I was nannying with a little girl. Yeah. And I was like, this is so good. to like, <laughs> listen to this I now. I loved him when
0: I was a little boy, yeah. Down by the sea. You know, I realized recently that all those children's musicians from when I was a kid are Canadian. Yeah. What is that about? The Raffy, Canadians are soft Sharon and Sharon Lois and lovely. Bram, Fred penner Oh, they're all Canadian. I don't know. That's that's for another episode to explore. Raffi! <laughs> oh, Kirk! We,
2: Kirk would have so much fun with that.
0: Canadian children's music. Kirk yeah. would be like,
2: "I need to leave. I can't be here right now."
0: So I mean, how like how many steps before you get from one, which is like one of the most beautiful almost standards at this point? To two, this, I'd, time. I'd be be dead dead. Than wet my bed. But speaking of standards. Yes. His next album was A Little Touch of Schmilson in the Night. Do you know that album?
1: No.
0: It's all standards. Oh. Which now everybody, like fucking Rod Stewart and everybody yeah, and, does. It's sort yeah. of a cliche thing now. But when he wanted to do that, that was his next al- album. Like, after he recorded Son of Schmilson, the record company producer was like, okay, you got that out of your system. Can we record Can a we commercial album now? And he's then? like, No. I want to do an album of all standards, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> uh, we picked a difficult one. But it's—I mean, it's Harry Nilsson. But yeah, so. if
2: anybody was to do standards, I would prefer it be Harry.
0: Yeah, Nilsen. even though he's kind of doing it in his weird, like, "No, I want to be contrary and do what I want to do, yeah. and who cares?" Have his punk, what his punk attitudes. Right. It's still one of the most beautiful voices in pop music singing, you know, some of the most famous songs. Oh yeah, I that. He does a great like making whoopee on that album. You know, that song is really fun. But we're going to watch him perform as time goes by. And he got like Frank Sinatra's arranger to arrange the album, the London Philharmonic.
2: Right, he didn't just him up. he did didn't it do together. it as a he lark. Like, yeah, he no, really he took did it. it seriously.
0: And um, I I think it's in the documentary or I read it somewhere, someone said that it's his favorite album of his own. Aww. Uh, and it's also my mom's favorite, Nilsson. I love album, your mom. So.
2: <laughs> she was so sweet in that email she
0: sent. Oh, yeah. She thought you were adorable. She's oh, right. Mom. So this is As Time Goes By by Harry Nilsson. And I was surprised there was a video for this, too. So I was, Do you know what it's from? No, I don't. I don't know if there was another TV special or what. But... Cool. Walks up on stage.
2: Mm-hmm with a cigarette in his mouth
0: <laughs> yeah. what a tiny little sweater vest teeny tiny sweater vest <laughs> he did at least bathe before he had yeah. this one
2: so sad because it's like right after this is when he started fucking with his shit right yeah we'll talk about his voice is still good here yeah I mean his voice is good in another way later but in a different way he hasn't
0: destroyed it yet. It breaks
2: my heart and when two you, they still say I love you on that you can
4: lie no matter
2: I Feel like there, this was in *New Mail.
0: Did they use this? I, I, I don't feel remember like it might what's on there. the soundtrack, but maybe it wouldn't surprise me if at least something from *A Little Touch of Schmilson in the Night* is. It's like Joni Mitchell,
2: *Cranberries*. <laughs> <Aaron>
0: <laughs> it might have been this. It makes sense for like a '90s rom-com, you know? Because it's somewhere over the rainbows. Is that, that's Nilsen? I'll, be, I'll bet that's on this album. I don't remember for sure. I can look it up.
2: Aww, sweet man.
0: But again, it's so funny to me that he can go from the point to I'd rather be dead than wet my bed. To standard. Or uh, you're breaking my heart, before fuck you. And then you remember, oh yeah, he can still sing like this.
2: Like, I think, like, that's the thing with, like, Lady Gaga, is yeah. people, like, assume one thing. Also with Miley Cyrus. Like, Miley yeah. Cyrus has an insanely amazing voice, and especially for country. Yeah, she people, does a great version of Jolene. Jolene yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a song that she does called The Climb, which is, like, a very, like, poppy but ballad about, like, you know, there's always yeah. going to be another mountain, you're always going to want to make a move, like, very inspiring. But I don't voice, know that song, it's insanely but... insanely good. And it is interesting when they choose to go back to, you know, the roots of, ah, oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I will uh, read you the track listing quickly from the Touch of Schmilson and you tell me if any of this is on, you've got mail. Lazy Moon. No. For Me and My Gal. No. It Had to Be You, which I don't, I
2: think it might. It's that's either like, It Had to Be You or As Time Goes By.
0: It's tough to remember. One of those, remember, I think, was on it. Because it had to be you, I feel. Like, it's very famously in When Harry Met Sally. Not the Nilsen version, but... Well, okay. And probably every other rom-com from the 80s and 90s.
2: Wait, what else? I'm, I'm gonna...
0: Always. Making Whoopee. No. You Made Me Love You. No. Lullaby and Ragtime. I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. What'll I Do. Mm. Nevertheless, I'm In Love With You. This is all I ask and as time goes by is the closing track on the album.
2: Okay, wait. So this is this is the you've got mail track listing. Okay. Puppy song was on there by Harry Nelson. Mm. Remember by Harry Nelson. Oh
0: Remember yeah, that's like his Christmas song. Yeah. Over the Rainbow. Which is yeah, it's not wow, on the Wow, so really
2: it was thing. only three. I don't know it's why. Just I those three, felt like and there was none of them
0: more... are on Schmilson and Brian. No, that's a so. soundtrack
2: listing. So, to be fair, there may oh, be a the sure, they didn't sure, have sure. the rights or only had certain rights to put stuff on the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. So, um, what you had sort of just obliquely referenced when we were watching that was Pussycats, which is the album he recorded with John Lennon in the middle of their lost weekend. Makes me
2: very sad. Yeah. It really does. Well, I mean like it breaks my heart.
0: Th- what, the fact that he ruined his voice or the whole story of self destruction? Oh, the
2: whole self destruction thing. Yeah. I think as somebody who is in recovery, it's very hard to when you identify with the feelings that go behind those sorts of like last weekend, Crazy yeah. Bender, you know, like fuck the future, I'm going to do something in the now without thought of, like, you know, like yeah. that. Um, it, it always bums me out. It's the same reason, like, when I started listening to Jerry Rafferty, I was like, I fucking love Jerry Rafferty. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if he's still alive. And part of me was like, don't Google him, don't Google him, don't yeah. Google him. Uh, and I don't know why. And then I did, and it was like, he died alone of, like, cirrhosis of the liver in a yeah. hotel room in Ireland. And uh, Well, that
0: didn't have, I mean... John Lennon died tragically, but it had nothing to do with this behavior
2: uh yeah, but who knows right like if <laughs> well, he hadn't been shot like who honestly who knows what yeah it, because I mean and, and I don't know whether I if either of them were
0: but both of these addicts. guys came out of this period they survived this yeah more or less more like or Nelson less. died of a heart attack at 52 and I don't think he ever dealt with his alcoholism right but they didn't you know. They came out of this period, like this. Is for John Lennon, is when he was in a period where he had split from Yoko. This is before Sean was born, right? And he had like sort of recommitted himself to his family, right? He was in LA uh, with May Pang, who was like his and Yoko's assistant, and they were having a relationship, right? And just like partying with Harry in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they made the album Pussycats. which, which- is
2: a great album.
0: Yeah, it's a great album, but, like, as you said, he threw his not taking care of himself and also just, like, kind of screaming, like...
2: Yeah, they had scream contests, like, scream singing contests, him and John Lennon, into the yeah. mic to the point where there was blood on the microphone. blood on the
0: microphone while he was recording. And, like, there are certain songs on the album that you can tell he cut before, before that cut. happened, and then some of them, his voice is so ragged. And...
2: It just never was the same after that. Yeah, point. it was never
0: quite the same. Like he just kind of div- and you know, again in the documentary, some of his associates and friends say they think, on some level, maybe not consciously, but they think that was self destruction yeah, too. Like he was, he wanted to ruin his own voice out of self loathing or whatever self sabotage. Yeah. But that having been said, and you know, we say he ruined his voice. He but changed when he's, his voice. When he's singing these, like, pleading songs, and his voice is literally, like, raw and ragged, right. the texture of that isn't necessarily so bad.
2: No, I know. And that that's what we're doing is, yeah. is by saying he ruined his voice, is yeah. that his voice was perfect before. his When, in tr- truth, his voice was a different thing before yeah. it was before that happened, and... It's a different thing after. Yeah,
0: and my favorite song on that album is one where his it's clearly like post blood yeah. of the microphone, which is "Don't Forget Me," which is
2: this cover is like so.
0: We're not gonna so watch.
2: insane.
0: Yeah, we're gonna watch a cover of that because there's no video of any of the songs from Pussycats. Right. Yeah, because
2: they were like, no cameras, please. We're right. doing a lot of drugs and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: things. Um, but I had said at the beginning of the podcast that Harry Nelson is my favorite male singer. Mm-hmm. But Nico Case is my favorite singer.
2: Oh, I love that. I didn't know that.
0: Yes. And she did uh, a cover of Don't Forget Me on her album like nine years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also did it on Austin City Limits. So well, we're going to watch that. I might uh, cry.
2: I'm warning you.
0: It's it's such a good version. And her her like longtime background singer, uh, Kelly Hogan, is also a great singer and is a very... Uh, Kind of subtle version do you know this song yeah, yeah
2: and it's hard hard when harry sings it yeah because you know all the pain all the shit going into it
0: but there are also like really funny lines in it too like again like cutting the the sentiment with some humor
2: yeah a bit of a deflection
0: Sadder, you know, because it's a breakup song. Yeah, and you're like,
2: I'm trying but, to make a joke here, it's like, too sad.
0: We're breaking up, but I'm still telling you I love you. And there's that sort of like, we're done here, but I, I'm still gonna make like little in jokes and we can joke about it. And the relationship that this song describes is very bittersweet. And it's also, you know, the flip side to you're breaking my heart, so fuck you. Right.
2: Like, underneath all of it. Yeah. Still so profoundly sad. Yeah.
0: line is Harry Nilsson to a fucking T. Fucking Nico Case can sell anything.
2: I told you i <laughs> cry. God damn it.
0: Katie's a little emotional. <laughs> rightfully so.
2: Ugh. My God. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, her voice too gets me. Yeah, like, Nico Case Like, Go Places is, yeah. is one of those songs that you're just like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember... I had I was already a Nelson fan when the album with her cover came out. And you were like, oh, and, shit, and it's I, two yeah. of my
2: favorite things in the
0: whole... Mm-hmm. and I, and it, but it was one of those things where, you know, I was, like, anticipating her album coming out because I was a Nico Case fan. Right. And when I saw the track listing, I was like, "Is I saw Don't Forget Me, and I'm like, is that a cover? Because, you know, sometimes songs... Yeah, be, like, have
2: the same name or ...have whatever. the same
0: title, but it's not a cover, and I'm like, oh, shit, is that, like, the fucking Harry... Is Nico Case singing Don't Forget Me on this album? Because I'm going to be a puddle. yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, that was what happened. <laughs> so, see, I had the opposite version
2: where I found on YouTube uh, there was a cover of Robert Palmer's Johnny and Mary by Brian Ferry. Yeah. And it's so bad. Ah, uh, that's the worst. I mean, it's fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine, but it's like, oh.
0: There's also, All you right. know the band The Walkmen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know that they did, they covered Pussycats in its entirety as a whole album? I had
2: heard that. It's
0: really good.
2: So it was like mid-aughts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was when I was listening to more indie music, so I think I remember that popping up on some.
1: Yeah. Some if website. anyone if
0: anyone listening is already a Harry Nilsson fan and already likes Pussycats, but hasn't heard the Walkman's version of Pussycats, it's worth tracking down. It's very good. Sweet. Yeah. I gotta uh, listen to it. We have one more No Which is a very weird thing. Uh, skipping ahead a few years. In nineteen eighty was it Robert Altman yep. who made the Popeye movie yep. with Robin Robert? Robert Altman, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. Harry Nilsson did the soundtrack. He wrote all original songs for the soundtrack to Popeye, which <laughs> is probably the, 80s the best. Were weird. <laughs> it's probably the best part about that movie, which is not very good. Right. But the Nilsson songs are great.
2: I just I don't know why this made me think of of Boogie Nights when they switch. They have the New Year's party and it's like seventy nine into eighty, and it's like. What can we... It's 1980. What do we do? <laughs> we'll do a Popeye movie with Robert Altman and Robin Williams and uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall, yeah. And Harry Nelson will do mm-hmm. the music. It's the 80s. Let's do that thing.
0: To me, that thing is the 1989 Batman that Tim Burton made. It's like, yeah, let's have Prince do this. Prince will do the soundtrack to the Batman movie. Why not? And then they did another rail. But uh, it's funny that you mentioned Boogie Nights because that's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie mm-hmm. as is Punch Drunk Love. Which I don't know if you're familiar with. That I haven't
2: either. seen it in a very long time.
0: That's one of my top five, possibly top three, favorite movies of all time, and John Bryan did the soundtrack for yeah. that, and it includes this Harry Nilsson song from the Popeye soundtrack that Brian's uh, John Bryan, sort of like remixes and then uses it musically, like as a mo- motif throughout Punch Drunk Love. So I first knew this song from Punch Drunk Love, and I was like, "What is that weird song?" <laughs> and then it's, and then I found out like, it's, "Oh, it's Shelley Duvall singing, and it. it's from the Popeye soundtrack." I was like, "That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my that was, life."
2: That's a grouping of words I didn't think I'd say. Yeah,
0: because she's not a singer. <laughs> I think we can say. But you know, as Olive Oil singing in character, like it works kind yeah, of. That's, yeah, Her voice is what it is. Huh? But I think it's really pretty because, to me, it reminds me of Punch Drunk Love. Right. Um, but we're going to watch the clip from the movie Popeye, not Punch Drunk Love.
1: Even an orphan
3: needs a mother and a father. This is so weird. <laughs> it's very weird.
0: And this song is called "He Needs Me."
3: <laughs> and all at once I knew I knew it once I knew he needed me <sighs> until the day I die I won't know why I knew he needed
0: me she does make a convincing olive oil
3: I love Shelley Duvall I really
0: do she's great
3: it could be fantasy oh <laughs> Or maybe it's because <laughs> she a good he, needs me, he
2: needs me, he needs me he needs <laughs> Yeah, the shoes definitely <laughs> add too. He needs me. I love how you hear a Harry Nelson song and mm-hmm. you're like, that's a Harry Nelson song? Yep It all sounds like it could be played in some sort of weird cramble
0: Yeah, it's very, just on its own merits, it's very strange it's so.
3: like a dance I'll take a chance I will
2: because he needs me Have you ever seen Bernice Bob's Her Hair? No. I think it's either a full-length movie no or a short film based on uh, F. Scott before, Fitzgerald
1: before yeah. uh, Short story and she's Bernice she's it.
2: It's
3: great But I do can... But he does <laughs> Maybe it's because he's so alone Maybe Man. it's because he's never had a home he needs, me, he needs me, he needs me He needs me, he needs me He needs
0: me, he needs me This just makes me think of Adam Sandler I
3: get
1: that
0: I
2: just have a lot of Harry Nilsson Just repeating a lot of the same stuff <laughs>
0: well, It's a movie for kids too
2: Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: So that's that.
2: Oh, that's I mean, a nice way to end it, I gotta say. Yeah, I... Thanks for not ending it on me crying. <laughs> <laughs> I it's very appreciated.
0: I, I'm probably going to put as much vid- surprising video as there is of Harry Nelson. Like, there are so many songs... That I like. Wish I could have find a found a way to fit in there, but it's just there's no yeah,
2: like, performance like footage. Like jumping in the fire, you yeah. have to show the scene from Goodfellas. Like that's the only place I would think that like they were. I there would almost be.
0: went with Chris Cornell doing it live, like Temple of the Dog did it live just a few months ago, Aww. and uh, and you know his voice is great. I,
2: well, after, but the, but we, it was after,
0: just like you know someone in the crowd filming it, so yeah. the quality wasn't super good. Well,
2: after we finished recording, you want yeah, to play I'm it sure. for me.
0: But over the end of the episode, I'm going to put prob something from uh, my my favorite album of all time. Not my favorite Nelson album, my favorite album of all time, which is Nilsen Nelson sings Newman, Newman, where he does all Harry no Ni- uh, Harry Nelson, where he does all Randy, Randy Newman songs. That's awesome. Um, but there's no video for that, so I'll just put it under the. I guess the conclusion. I'll just have to put it under the conclusion. Yeah, but there's so many songs like that that I wish I, we could have found an excuse to do, but. Um,
2: I Uh, To be honest, I was surprised because I thought it was not going to be, you weren't going to be able to find as many videos as you did.
0: Yeah, I I think I had said even when we talked about it the last time you were on the show, that I was like, I can already think of like a few things that I know exist. Like the BBC special and The Point and all those projects that he did that are, you know, unexpected. Yeah,
2: we're committed to tape for some reason.
0: Or even the footage of him doing as time goes by, I don't know what that's from, but there it is. I didn't know that that existed until I started looking for stuff for this episode, so, right. yeah.
2: And now we know, and now mm-hmm. we can spread it, and that one now if it's Fitzgerald video can have more yeah. views now, once we put it up on the site.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, that's it. That's our little tribute to Harry. Harry. Hey, um... Yeah, I hope people who listened and didn't already know about him like get into him now because there's
2: so much difference. There's so a many lot different, of different types stuff. of music that he does, and yeah. so if you're not into the more folksy stuff, you might be into his like pussycats crazy mm-hmm. rock, more rock stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't there's know. standards, there's yep. children's music, there's a little bit of everything, and he has the best voice. Yep. So, that's it. Uh, is Yay. there anything you want to plug or say before we go? Um, at least, what's your social media that you want people to follow? Okay,
2: well, you can find me on Twitter at K-A-W-I-L-L-E-R-T. At mm-hmm. K-A Willard. Yeah.
0: And I'm at Paul Campanelli on all the social media. And you should go to com slash playlists, uh, where I'll put a playlist of all the videos we just watched of Harry Nilsson. And uh, for all the episodes, we have playlists there. And go to facebook.com slash musicraygun. And uh, email us, musicraygun at gmail.com. I ask every episode uh, for people to email us, and they never do.
2: Come on, send an email. Except
0: Uncle Mark, good old Uncle Mark. He always listens. He always sends me notes. That's your uncle? Yeah.
2: Oh, I love that. Hey, Uncle Mark.
0: We've mentioned him on the show before.
2: Also, Kirk can suck it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, goodbye. goodbye. Second turn.
4: <laughs> the milk truck hauls the sun up. And the paper hits the door. And the subway shakes my floor. And I think about you. Time to face the dawn in gray. another lonely day. It's so hard living without you. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so Got something to get up for But I ain't about to Nothing's gonna happen Nothing's gonna change It's so hard living without you Oh
2: restroom yep thank you Um, are you gonna keep in me asking you if i can go mm -hmm, to the bathroom yep yep thank you